today, I want, I want you to go to the next level in your spiritual life. I don't know where you are right now. I don't know what your past is. But today, I would feel good if everybody in the house was baptized in the Holy Spirit. Anybody ever want a gift? I mean, just a really good gift. Anybody want a gift? Okay, I have some for you. It's called Baptism of the Holy Spirit. I'm not playing. Baptism of the Holy Spirit. Say, is it good? Better than anything else you got. Baptism of the Holy Spirit. And guess what? You can take it home with you. Be Oprah, and you get the baptism, and you get the baptism, and you get the baptism, you get the, you get the baptism. I'm trying to work something up here. Jesus already worked it out, all right? So this is up. That's what's up right now. Hey, family's here. Mama's here. Hey, doing? good to see you, sir. I love you. So, so everybody get the baptism. Everybody. Uh, we're wearing these shirts because it's part of the, that, that principle of Scripture, uh, if the spirit of him who raised Jesus from the dead dwells in you, who you raised Jesus Christ from the dead will also give life to your mortal bodies through his spirit who dwells in you. So anybody got a mortal body? Where's my more people that are mortal? All right. All you supermen and women, keep your hands down. But the rest of us, lift your hands up. Okay. We're mortal. All right. So I need life in this mortal body. Same spirit, Holy Spirit that raised Jesus from the dead is not to walk with us, but to dwell in us. Now, that is the power of the church. You get this. I love going to church. Everybody loves each other, and they're so nice. Sometimes church people ain't nice. I'm just telling you, okay? I, I'm, I'm talking about other churches, not this church, right? Sarcasm. Spiritual gift of sarcasm just came on. So, uh, same spirit that dwells in me dwells in you. Anybody, anybody agree with that? Same spirit. So... so um, it's out of this. I just don't have the time to go back and review. Go back and listen to last week. I talked about the ascension. Anybody glad that you serve a Jesus that sat down? Anybody thankful that he sat down at the right hand of the Father? I am so grateful that he sat down. And he's always interceding for me. Always. He's always interceding. He is our high priest. He sat down. If that's too thick for you, go back and listen last Sunday, all right? Because I, I want to re-preach everything that I've re-preached, but it's on YouTube, all right? So uh, I'm just so grateful. There's so much scripture that I want to share. I'm going to get to it. I'm just going to, let me just, you know, if you're listening to this for the second time today, uh, hallelujah, but could we just, anybody got a Bible? Have you got one? Keith, you might have to help me with this. I just want to read some of Acts chapter 2 before I get started here, okay? Just want to read some of Acts chapter 2. Now remember, we get to Acts chapter 1, and Acts chapter 1, the disciples are all hanging out with Jesus. They go to the Mount of Olives, which is not far away from where Jesus rose from the dead, just, just outside of the city there in Jerusalem. Anybody been to the Mount of Olives? Anybody been there? It's so cool. Been there. Yes, a couple of us. Wow. So uh, anyway, they're there. Jesus is going to ascend. He's going to disappear in clouds. Uh, and then two angels are going to come back, and they're going to look at the disciples who are still doing this. Hmm, can you still see him? Uh, and the angel says, uh, you need to do what Jesus told you to do. Basically, he said, why are you just standing here? In other words, don't just stand there. Go to Jerusalem. So they go to Jerusalem and accept the calling of Jesus. Jesus told them, tear in Jerusalem until you are endued with power. You receive power from on high, the Holy Spirit. So he's told them about this over and over and over in Scripture. This is not news. For people say, I don't even know that there's a baptism of the Holy Spirit. Pay attention to the Bible that you're reading. The New Testament, the gospel, it's not just about Jesus dying and rising again and ascending to heaven, but the gospel is also that you receive the Holy Spirit into your life. Happy birthday, church. Today is the birthday celebration of the church of the Lord Jesus. Acts chapter 2, when the day of Pentecost had fully come, they were all with one accord in one place. And suddenly there came a sound from heaven as of a rushing mighty wind, and it filled the whole house where they were sitting. And there appeared to them divided tongues as of fire, 
and one sat upon each of them, and they were all who was filled with the Holy Spirit. All of them, uh, yeah, everybody. Where's Virginia in the house? Virginia in the house? All y'all, okay? They were all filled with the Holy Spirit and began to speak with other tongues as the Spirit gave them utterance. Is it okay if I read that? Is that all right? Everybody's cool with that? Everybody cool? Because, I mean, if you're not cool with it, I'll just start erasing things, all right? Because I want everybody to be comfortable. No, if you're comfortable all the time, you're probably not he- hearing from Jesus. And then there's a bunch of names here that I can't pronounce, but it says, and there were dwelling in Jerusalem, Jews, devout men from every nation under heaven. And when the sound occurred, the multitude came together and were confused. So here, I want you to understand this. Why did the sound occur? So that the multitude that was confused would come together. Okay. Stop trying to be so super theological with me. Okay. There was a huge sound. It sounded like uh, a mighty rushing wind, like a tornado. Anybody ever heard the sound of a tornado? Hopefully not. But I grew up in tornado country, and we heard lots of this weird sound. But listen, the sound came, and people said, what's that? And they left, and they came, and they were all amazed, okay? Because everyone heard them speak in his own language. So there was a, a language, somebody praise God for miracles of language. Somebody praise God for that. There's a miracle now that takes place. They're in the upper room, but they come, they're coming to the house. These guys evidently came out of the upper room, spilled out into the streets, and uh, they were all amazed and marveled, saying to one another, look, are not all these who speak Galileans? In other words, they said, we know who they are. They're, those people are from Galilee. Anybody see somebody and you just know where they're from? Anybody do that? You're just like, those people are from. Anyway, I'm not going to bust on you right now, okay? Uh, you can just tell the way they do life, you know? These people were from Galilee. They are fishermen. They are common folks. They're not wearing the clothes of rabbis. They are, they are just common people who have been with Jesus. Oh, hallelujah. Aren't these all, all these who speak Galileans? How is it that we hear each in our own language in which we were born? And language also dialect. It's almost like they weren't just speaking in the language, but they had the sound, that hometown flavor. It's like they're speaking and they don't have an accent. Isn't that, somebody love that? Anybody love that? Like, there are some people you'd like to talk to, but you can't understand what they're saying, and they're talking English. But there are other people, you know, understand it, because they, they spoke the language in their own, uh, in, their, in the place that they were born. And then Parthians and Medes and Elamites, those dwelling in Mesopotamia, Judea, Cappadocia, blah, 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 in Egypt. And that's the way you read it, right? Isn't that the way you read it? How many read it like that? It's like... And <laughs> parts of Libya, there we go, joining Cyrene, visitors from Rome, both Jews and proselytes, both Jews and individuals who had joined with Judaism. Cretans and Arabs, we hear them speaking in our own tongues the wonderful works of God, things that they had hoped for that now had come to pass. So they were all amazed and perplexed, saying to one another, whatever could this mean? And then you always got that bunch of crazies in the room. Others standing on the outskirts saying, they're just drunk. Those people are drunk. They don't know what they're saying. All right? There's always a crowd of people when the Holy Spirit moves, standing around saying, those people need help. And they did need help. I'll get to that in a minute. But Peter, standing up with the eleven in verse 4, raised his voice and said to them, Men of Judea and all who dwell in Jerusalem, let this be known to you and heed my words, for these are not drunk as you suppose. I love this. It's only the third hour of the day. So it's not even drinking hour is basically what they're saying. It's, It's too early to get drunk. All right? He's speaking for the mockers in the background. And you know, it's not even, it's not, it's not, it's only the third hour of the day. Okay, stop, Pastor. Okay, 
But this is that, how many know the rest of this? This is that which was spoken of by the prophet Joel, that in the last days I will pour out my spirit on all people. Now what does all mean in the original Greek? All, everyone, on all people. Your sons and your daughters will prophesy. Your young men will see visions. Your old men will dream dreams. Even on my servants, both men and women, I will pour out my spirit in those days, and they will prophesy. I'm going to keep reading. I will show wonders in heaven above and signs in the earth beneath, blood and fire and vapor of smoke. The sun shall be turned into darkness and the moon into, the, into blood before the coming of the great and awesome day of the Lord. And I just lost some of you. What? Yes. That's what the Bible says. But, verse 21, it shall come to pass that, read it, it shall come to pass that whoever shall call on the name of the Lord shall be saved. And I could keep reading this, but I'm going to pause and get back. Uh, and uh, let me just let me just help you with this today. I'm going to move really quick. Uh, we are we're wanting the church to rise and to rise in power. That's what this this holy season is for us. Ascension was last week. This is Pentecost. Next week we'll celebrate mission. But hear me uh, when I when I talk about the rising of the church. I have a question for all of you. Did you receive the Holy Spirit when you believed? All right, say it out loud. Did you receive the Holy Spirit when you believed? Did you receive? I got some yeses. Some of you, yes. Okay, I hear some of that. Some of you saying, uh-oh. All right. Yeah, I'm going to challenge you. I, this is not guilt. All right, this is opportunity. It's like, uh, you know, we got a big stack of gifts up here, and I want to know if you got yours. I want to know if you got what God has for you. Do you have, or would you like to receive what God has for you. And, you know, a big quick answer is hallelujah. And some are thinking, oh great, here we go. Uh, but listen, you don't need Holy Spirit just on Sunday. You really need Holy Spirit on Monday. You need Holy Spirit right in the middle of being stuck at home in a pandemic. You need Holy Spirit on those days. You need Holy Spirit when bad things come. You need Holy Spirit when everything's going good. You need to be hearing from Holy Spirit. You need to, be Holy, you need to hear Holy Spirit when you're walking, when you're talking, when you're sleeping, when, you're, when your car is rolling and you don't know what to do. You need, come on, sister, you need Holy Spirit all the time. So what I want you to do to say to today is just say this, welcome Holy Spirit. Shout it, welcome Holy Spirit. Say it again, welcome Holy Spirit. Welcome Holy Spirit. And so for some people, this is a taboo topic because we move immediately when I say, did you receive the Holy Spirit? Your next question is, well, uh, how do I know if I've received the Holy Spirit? First of all, I want to say, you'll know. Okay, you'll know. If you don't know, then you didn't. Okay, but you'll know. Uh, let me give you this question. How many received a stimulus check? Come on, worship. Come on, somebody. Where are people praising God for your stimulus checks, okay? I mean, when it came in the mail, it's like, hallelujah. Yes, that's just what I needed. You're always on time. Oh, God. Come on. We're all going to Olive Garden tonight, folks. Somebody's, yeah. You know, and I, you know, say, how do you know? Well, you know, things change. Something was in my account. And I went with what was in my account and I received things. I did things that I could not do before. I had vision to do things. I know that was, you know, months ago and it's all gone now, but uh, some of you might have actually saved some of it. Yes. yes. But here's the problem. Here's the problem. That amount of money is not eternal. You will run out. It's kind of like a good church service. You know, that was a good church service, but then you left, and then by Monday afternoon, it was all gone. You see, that's not what the baptism of the Holy Spirit is. And, and so, so just, just a few things, you know, that you need to understand. 
One of the things that we understand from the good news is that Jesus wants all of us to go to heaven with him. That's right, all of us. And secondly, Jesus wants you to bring as many people with you as possible. Jesus, Jesus. I want you to just embrace that for a moment. You're looking for some purpose and to be real specific, but I want you to get this. He wants you to bring as many people as you possibly can with you to heaven. Wouldn't that be cool? Praise Jesus. Praise God. Praise God. I mean, I just want to open up and stand at the gates of heaven and watch the seven cities uh, go in. I want Hampton Roads. I want to watch Virginia Beach. Anybody with me? I, I want to just watch. I'm looking forward to seeing you all go to heaven. And not only you, I want, how many want all of your family to go to heaven? Anybody want that? All your family, all uncles and aunts, your, your, you know, your cousins. How about your neighbors? Somebody say, well, I just want my neighbor to move. No, I want... You need your neighbor to get saved more than to move. I don't know what to do, Pastor. I've done everything I can. I know, I know, I know you've done all kinds of things. We won't go into that right now, but what's going on? One of the things the Holy Spirit does for me is he moves me to share the gospel. He moves me the right time and the right place. I have shared the gospel in some weird places. Got stuck in an elevator one day. Norfolk General Hospital elevator stuck. Great place to share the gospel. People are going to be praying. They are. They're going to be praying. How long? I don't know, but since we're here. I mean, share the gospel all kinds of places. Share the gospel at the beach. Go to the beach. People are out there. You can talk to people about Jesus at the beach. Share the gospel uh, in difficult situations. A great place to share your faith is when you're in a car accident with somebody. No, no. Okay, let me just tell you. Every place that you are is a good place to be ready to share the gospel of Jesus. And he will help you to share that gospel. But Jesus wants you to bring as many people with you as possible. In order for this to happen, Jesus wants to be with you now. Some people don't feel motivated. They don't feel any drive at all to do spiritual things. Why do you not feel a drive to do spiritual things? Because it ain't in you. It's just not in you. All right? So I'm, I'm, calling. I'm not trying to make you feel guilty I want you to feel possibility right now, all right? I want people to know Jesus. Well, what if I'm ostracized because I share the gospel? Well, here's, here's the deal. Uh, when the Holy Spirit came, Jesus said this, I want you to go to Jerusalem. And then he gave him a commission. He said, I want you to go until you're endued, until you have power, and you will be my witnesses. Say Witnesses. Now, the weird part of the word witness is that the word witness in Greek is a word that you understand. It's martyr. You will be my martyrs. And you say, how does witness and martyr, how does that mean the same thing? Well, the history of the word is this, is that originally witness meant sort of what you mean, witness, but it changed to the name martyr because so many people would not stop sharing the good news of Jesus Christ until it became synonymous. People who are witnesses, they don't care. They will die for their faith before they will be quiet. They will share the gospel on every front in every situation because they are filled with the Spirit of God. I'm not ready. He'll make you ready. Oh, Jesus. Help him preach today. Somebody's praying that right now. Help him, Jesus. Help him, Jesus. He's struggling up there, you know. And it, it, this, this is a really good example of this in Acts chapter 19. It happened while Apollos was at Corinth that Paul having passed through the upper regions, came to Ephesus. So Apollos is at Corinth, and Paul goes on down to Ephesus. Anybody heard of Ephesus before? Okay, it's the church, Ephesians. Paul went to Ephesus, and he starts building church here. He found some disciples, and he said to them, here's the question. Found some people who knew the Lord. Here's Paul's question. Did you receive the Holy Spirit when you believed? 
And they said, we have not so much as heard that there is a Holy Spirit. And he said to them, okay, big question. So into what then were you baptized? Tell me about your baptism. And they said, we were baptized into John's baptism. And then Paul explained John indeed baptized with a baptism of repentance, saying to the people that they should believe on him who who would come after him, that is on Christ Jesus. And they knew that because that was John's baptism, remember? He said, one who's coming after me, I'm not even worthy to to carry his nasty shoes. Shoes were nasty in those days, okay? Their feet were nasty. I'm not even even worthy to carry his shoes, But he said, he will baptize you with the Holy Ghost and with fire. So they knew. So Paul went, went, the, the story goes on in Acts 19. When they heard this, they were baptized in the name of the Lord Jesus. And when Paul laid his hands on them, the Holy Spirit came upon them. Say it just like that. Holy Spirit, what did he do? He came upon them and they spoke with tongues and prophesied. So uh, allow me to treat you all as if... You are from Ephesus today. This is not a complicated matter. One, salvation by grace is by grace through faith in Jesus, but it's accomplished by the Holy Spirit. Salvation is by by grace through faith in Jesus, right? But we are saved through the work of the Holy Spirit. That's what he's doing on the planet right now. You understand that? Nobody can call Jesus Lord except through Holy Spirit. You are born again by the Holy Spirit, okay? And then how many have been baptized in water? Anybody? Now, when you confess Jesus is the Lord, we baptize you in water. Who does that? Who baptizes you in water? I do. Okay, some of you. you, In fact, you know, disciples are the ones that baptize in the name of Jesus, right? They baptize. So I will take you to the water and I'll baptize you according to the Great Commission in the name of the Father and of the Son, Jesus, and the Holy Spirit, right? Anybody been baptized? Anybody repent and you went to the baptism and I buried you? Because baptism is a grave. You get that? The water is a grave. You die to who you used to be and you come alive again in the Spirit. Now, baptism in the Holy Spirit is accomplished by Jesus. He will baptize you in Matthew 3 and 11. I indeed baptize you with water under repentance, but he, this is John, but he who is coming after me is mightier than I, whose sandals I'm not worthy to carry. He will baptize you in the Holy Spirit and fire. Now, I mean, you've got so much history. It is hard for some people to hear this. And our church is so diverse. Somebody praise God for a diverse community of people. Anybody grateful for people that... I mean, I don't know where all you, where y'all come from. Where are my Baptist folk at? Where are my Baptist folk at? All right, any Church of God people in the house? Anybody came? Five of you. Okay, all right. There we go. Uh, anybody Assembly of God? Anybody came from the Episcopal Church, the Catholic Church? Say, say nothing. Okay. Anyway, uh, someplace Lutherans, Presbyterians, Methodists. I'm trying to get a rise out of y'all, but you're not working with me right now. Any Pentecostal folk in the room right now? Okay, so. Southern Baptist. That didn't fit in Baptist. Southern Baptist, yeah, okay. (laughs) Jerry, it's like when you said it, I knew you were Southern. Okay, I knew that, so. Praise God. You understand this, don't you? Salvation is a work of the Spirit, but Jesus, when he went to the Father and accomplished the necessary sacrifice so that you could literally be filled internally with the Spirit of God. So why do you need to be baptized in the Holy Spirit? One, you need help. You need help. You know, I always thought that Beatles song ought to be a hymn. Help, I need somebody help, not just anybody help. Anybody know it? When I was younger, so much younger than me. Okay, anyway. I never needed anybody's help in any way. But now these days are gone. I am so self-assured. You need help. Now I find I've changed my mind and opened up the door. See, it sounds like a hymn, doesn't it? Help me if you can, Holy Ghost. See, we need help. 
And one of the reasons we need help, and it's in 1 Thessalonians 5, 23. May your whole spirit, soul, and body be kept blameless at the coming of our Lord Jesus Christ. All right. Are there, are there a couple of guys that would come and stand with me real quick? A couple of men, and you're not, you're not afraid to come and stand with you? You need to run up here fast. You know, I got two, got one, two. Two! Okay, I got five. I only need two guys. You guys go back and sit down, but thank you for... Okay, one more, one more, one more. I'll take one more. Next one that gets up here. Next, whoever gets up here next, ready, go! You're here. Okay. All right, I don't know how to do this. Here, Jerry, you just stand over here. All right, stand right here. All right, you stand right here in the middle, okay? All right, okay? You stand over there, okay? All right, you stand here. Yeah. Let's go. That's right, military, okay? Jesus, we need you here, though, if you would just stay here, okay? So that worked out, all right? So here we go, all right? Uh, when I am born, I am a body and I am soul. Okay, now when at the beginning of creation, when we, when, when Adam and Eve failed, we became spiritually dormant. Okay, and so I am flesh and I am soul. I am mind, will, and emotions, and I am broken flesh. Okay, Flesh knows what's going on the way, what, here's what flesh does. Flesh responds to whatever it feels, okay? And when flesh gets hurt, soul feels that hurt, you feel it? And it collects all of that hurt, okay? And then it, be, it develops thoughts and things. Anybody ever had wounds in your life for years gone by and you're still dealing with the old wounds that you had before? That has to do with your flesh and that has to do with your spirit. And one of the reasons you don't deal with those wounds correctly is because you just keep getting wounded and your mind says this, I'm just not going to think about this anymore. But he does think about things like that continually. And because you keep thinking about it, you tell flesh what to do. That's why flesh is angry and that's why flesh hurts people and that's why flesh can't keep his relationship together. I mean, flesh is broken. It does not have uh, it does not have redemption through Jesus Christ. Alright? Alright, so, so you get this. You don't have you don't necessarily have spirit. My spirit man died. So children need to know Jesus as their Lord and Savior. Because when Jesus came and we put our faith in Jesus, what Jesus does is he takes a spirit and he gives you a brand new, brand new spirit. There you go. Stand right there and say, thank you, Jesus. Okay. Thank you, Jesus. You put your faith in homeboy Jesus over here. Okay. Come back over here. Okay. Now, now you have a spirit. Who are you listening to? Jesus, okay? Listening to Jesus, you've got arms and legs and your thoughts. You're a spirit man. You may not see it. You might say, well, pastor, you look like just, you know, just some kid up there on the stage. You look so young. No, never mind. You, you, you say, listen, you don't see me. If, if this body disappears, I want you to know that I am still soul and spirit. You can kill this flesh, but I will see God. And he'll give me a new body. I'm spiritual. Anybody else spiritual? All right. So now we got a spirit. Now, he's not the Holy Spirit. All right. He is who y'all, because you are three in one. You're one person, but your body, soul, and spirit. Who else is body, soul, and spirit in the room? Anybody else? Okay. So... Still, you're going to struggle. Now, you're in a different place. The reason he came is because you repented. Okay? Soul said, we can't do this by ourselves. We need to hear from God. So, by the Holy Spirit, because Holy Spirit came and spoke and drew you to Jesus. That's how you got a new spirit. Okay? And now, now, you're still struggling. How many got saved and your soul's still a mess? Anybody? He saved your soul, but you still got stuff going on. Right? Still got mess going on. Still got mess going on. Spirit man says to soul, tell him, we need to listen to Jesus. 
Okay, but flesh says, no, we don't need to listen to Jesus. I've been, I've been around here all your life. Listen to me. All right, so you got, how many have this struggle between your flesh and your spirit? Anybody? Keep arguing, keep arguing. And spirit says, you would understand better if Holy Spirit would just come and dwell with us. So the spirit of Christ, the, are you with me on this? The spirit of God, the spirit of Christ... Jesus is sitting at the right hand of the Father. I'm going to pray Holy Spirit right now. Sitting at the Holy... And and Jesus prays Father and says, Father, send Holy Spirit. And Holy Spirit says, yeah, that's what I want to do. So like a rushing mighty wind, he comes in and he... No, Jesus, 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 Jesus. You're messing up my illustration. Stay over there at the right hand of Father. Okay. Okay. Stay right there. All right. Holy, I'm Holy Spirit, all right? I'm here, and now I'm right here in the middle of your life, 24-7, when you're awake, when you're asleep, when you're driving down the road, I'm always here. And when you don't know what to say, Holy Spirit will tell you what to say and speak it into your soul. And soul will tell your flesh. And flesh sometimes is still rebellious. Can I get an amen? But flesh starts dying. It no longer has power over you. And flesh will do what Holy Spirit says. Okay, you guys go sit down. We broke all the protocol. All right, go sit down. Listen, it's the truth. That's what's going on in your life. Wave at me if you know that's the truth. Anybody? It's the truth. You say, I need Holy Spirit. But some of you, you're not hearing from Holy Spirit. You, you don't, and, and you have got so many ideas of what happens when you're baptized with the Holy Spirit. Somebody's going to shove me in the floor. They're going to be pouring stuff. I'm going to be saying, no, 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 all night. You know, you're so full of ideas of what happens that the enemy through chaos has caused you to reject what you need the most in your life. You're saved, but have you... Have you been baptized in the Holy Spirit since you believed? I said you need help. Somebody shout, yeah, we need help. I said we need help. Here's, here's this, be- this beautiful aspect. I'm going to show you part of this, okay? Knowledge. Romans chapter 8, verse 14. For as many as are led by the Spirit of God, these are the sons of God. For you did not receive a spirit of bondage again to fear, but you have received the spirit of adoption by whom we cry out, Abba, Father. You have to get to the place where you know who you are. And this is not just an intellectual ascent. This is the work of the Holy Spirit in your life. I know who I am. I know who I belong to. And and no matter what the enemy does in my life, I'm not going to lose my understanding, this truth. I am a child of God. And I call him Abba. I call him Abba. I am his child. He is my father. And I'm led by him. Jesus. This is God's intention for everyone that is saved, to be baptized by the Spirit. Ah, help me. Now, while I'm saying that to you, you need help. Let me tell you what else you need help with. If you don't want this for yourself, anybody got babies? Anybody got babies? Anybody got babies who have babies? Anybody got children? Anybody got grandchildren? Anybody got grand? Come on, where are my grandparents at? I'm a granddad. All right. I am. I'm a pap. I mean, my kids are grown up. I can't tell them what to do. All right. But I can spoil my grandkids and get back at them for not paying attention. No, that's. that's. You know what I want? You know what I love? I have a picture of my grandfather in my office. I've told you about it before. I got two pictures. I got. Picture in a picture. My grandfather on my mother's side, my mother's daddy and my daddy's daddy in one picture frame. And in the corner is one of them is a mugshot. Okay, that's my mother's father. 
who abandoned his children, who left them. I'm not mad at him. I forgive him. He had broken people do broken things. Amen. And I know mama prayed with him before he died. I know she did, but, but I remember that. And then I got a picture of my grandfather standing there with the Bible in his hand because he was a church builder many, many years ago before he went on to be the Lord. And I just knew, you know, grand, granddad was the, one of the sons that was saved by a lady named Lucy. My great grandmother, Lucy Pence, gave her life to Jesus and was baptized in the Holy Spirit. And she brought her children to know the Lord Jesus. My grandfather came to know the Lord Jesus. Now, his dad was a broken, broken man. I mean, he was drunk all his life and the stories are not good. But grandpa served Jesus. The Lord healed his heart. And my daddy came to Jesus. And my daddy, here I am, okay? I'm preaching the gospel of Jesus right here. And what I'm saying is I didn't get there by myself. There were people who loved Jesus. Jesus before I love Jesus, but the same spirit that, that great grandma, uh, great mama Lucy received, I have that same spirit in my life. So Peter, after on the day of Pentecost, they come out of the upper room and they're preaching. They say, what is this? And Peter began to preach. And he started by saying, these men are not drunk as you suppose. It's the third hour of the day. But this is that which was spoken of by the prophet Joel, that in the last days I will pour out my spirit on all flesh. Your sons and daughters, somebody say that with me. Your sons and daughters will prophesy. Your young men will see visions. Your old men will dream dreams. Even on my servants, both men and women, I will pour out my spirit in those days and they will prophesy. Now, get this. Hear me when I tell you. There is a great business aspect to what we do in ministry. But that is not fundamentally what we are. We are not the next new Walmart on the corner. No, we are inspired by the Holy Spirit. And what we do, we do supernaturally because God gives us word and God gives us direction. And not only do I want to have a Holy Spirit, but I want my son and my daughter, my grandson and my granddaughter. And I want my baby's babies one day to know Jesus. And I don't want them to go back and forth. I want them as little children to find him, to know him, to follow him. I know, I know a lot of you are smarter than me. I get that. All right. I can, I can just tell by the way you walked in. No, I'm not picking on you. I'm just, but no matter who you are, no matter what your level of intellect, no matter what your degrees, there is nothing that can match the baptism of the Holy Spirit in your life. Dreams. Wow. If I could just tell you all of the dreams that God has given me. I mean, so many. Some, you know, some I started to talk to Cliff and Tom the other day. We were sitting up here on the front row, and I ain't even sharing it with everybody else. But the Lord woke me up in the middle of the night and gave me just, just a few words. Broke me up. I wrote it down. Went back to sleep. <laughs> he does that. Am I right? Cliff, Renee, you agree with me? Okay. Johnny, you know what I'm talking about? Just... Wake you up, speak a word into your heart over and over. And I don't know that I understood it so well in my early days of ministry, but swiftly after I assumed the pastor at this church, swiftly within the first few months of coming here and beginning to pastor this church in uh, 1989, I know it was before most of you were born. I get that. But nevertheless, nevertheless, 1989, I'm just walking around the community and the Holy Spirit speaks to me and he says, I want this church to be a snapshot of the kingdom of heaven. Snapshot, a picture, a portrait. Took me to Revelation. I saw every tribe, every tongue, every nation. And I saw a church that needed to embrace and become what Jesus wants. How many believe one day we'll all be around the throne of God? Anybody believe that? How many believe everybody will? Come on. How many believe we'll be from different nations? Anybody believe that? How many believe? Now get this. I know I'm a white boy. I see. I look at my face every day. All right. But, but listen, how many believe that we will be from different nationalities and we will come from different linguistic backgrounds and we'll all have different stories. We won't have all have the same color of skin. Somebody thank God. How boring would that be? All right. 
Somebody praise him. And God spoke to me and I came back and that was my opening mission to effectively evangelize the Tidewater community with the gospel of Jesus. To be a snapshot of the kingdom of God. And what I did not know how to do when I spoke what Holy Spirit said, it started to happen in a church that did not know what that looked like. Pastor, you're a great pastor. No, ignorant. Need help. I can't preach to you by myself. I need Holy Spirit. I don't need to entertain you or what I need to know. I need to walk up here and tell you what God is saying. That's what I need you to know. I need you to hear what the Lord is saying. When you come in the door, I want to be able to prophesy. I want to be able to declare, thus saith the Lord. I, Jesus. People need the Lord. Can I get a yes? yes? Because we need the Lord, he sends the Holy Spirit. He said in John 14, I mean, we love John 14. You know, let not your hearts be troubled. Believe in God. Believe also in me. In my Father's house are many mansions. We stop right there. I have a mansion. You know? But then he keeps going. And after he says that, you know, he says, well, I'm going, and you can come and see the Father. And then he goes on, and he says, you know, how? Thomas says, what do you mean we can go see the Father? We, we don't know how to get there. And Jesus looks at Thomas. Thomas, I've been with you so long. You still haven't got this figured out. I've taught you so much. And Jesus knew that they were having a problem, and he, he explained it to them. He said... You say you haven't seen the Father, but you've seen me. If you've seen me, you've seen the Father, because I and the Father are one. And then he, he keeps talking. I, anybody love I just love reading the red letters. Anybody? And then he keeps talking to him. I and the Father are one. And, and he said, you want the way? He said, I'm the way. I'm the truth. I'm the life. Everybody has a door to get in the temple. I'm the door to get into the presence of the Father. I'm that. And he says, I know you're struggling. He keeps, he keeps going on. He says, look, I'm going to go to heaven. I'm going to sit down, and I'm going to pray the Father in verse 16, and he will give you another comforter. He will give you another one like myself, Holy Spirit, that he may abide with you forever. The spirit of truth, the world can't receive him because it neither sees him nor knows him, but you know him for he dwells with you and he will be where? He's going to be where? Okay. So you heard all of this. Let me wrap this up. So we can go eat and hear some music in the park. And uh, Spirit Life Team, any minute I'm going to call you up here. So get ready to come up. Anybody want to pray? Anybody really want to? How many would love? If you could just be baptized freshly in the Holy Spirit, would anybody like that? Anybody like just to know that you know that you know Holy Spirit inside of you? Um, how can I be baptized in the Holy Spirit? Uh, Jesus explained in Acts 1, it's over and over, it's in, it's in all the, the Gospels. Uh, you have heard from me, for John truly baptized with water, but you shall be baptized with the Holy Spirit not many days from now. So, can I, let's keep this really simple, okay? How are you baptized in the Holy Spirit? One, you, are a, you become a disciple of Jesus Christ. Any disciples of the Lord Jesus? Any followers of Jesus? Now, I'm not talking about like, you know, long distance, on occasion, Easter, Christmas. That's not what I'm talking about. I'm talking about a real follower of Jesus. You know, like you actually use your Bible. Actually, in, is that okay? Now, wherever you are, I'm not making you feel guilty. I'm convicting your heart about whether or not you're a follower of Jesus Christ. Can, can I give you that? I ain't coming back to that church. He's always preaching that bad stuff. Like, I got to read the Bible and stuff. What? <laughs> so, the follower of Jesus, following Jesus, praying, talking to the Lord Jesus. I want you to be a follower. Become a disciple of Jesus. And then notice in Acts chapter 1, uh, after Jesus ascended... They went and followed the direction of the Lord and went back to Jerusalem. And the Bible says that in verse 12, they returned to Jerusalem from the hill called the Mount of Olives. When they arrived, they went upstairs to the room where they were staying. Uh, it was a room. It was an upstairs room. Those present, Peter, John, James, James. 
Andrew, Philip, Thomas, Bartholomew, Matthew, James, son of Alphaeus, Simon, the zealot, and Judas, son of James. Not that other Judas. They all joined together constantly in prayer along with the women. And Mary, the mother of Jesus, was there with his brothers. Yeah, in case you didn't know, Mary had other kids. In case, I don't know what your background is, but she did. And so all of them have gathered. Could you imagine the discussion after the last 50 days? They begin to talk about the wonderful works of God, and they begin to pray. Jesus had told them, you ask whatever you need. I'm going to go to the Father. You just ask. They begin to pray. They're seeking the Lord. They're talking about Holy Spirit. They, they, listen, they have been with Jesus as disciples of Jesus, but being a disciple was not enough. I want to be more than a disciple of Jesus. I want to be Filled with the Holy Spirit. So basically, as they were directed, they pursued Holy Spirit. They just give you a, you know, just a, a great principle of Scripture, okay? Let's go to Jerusalem. Let's leave just staring up into the heavens. Let's go to Jerusalem. Let's go somewhere and let's seek Him. Anybody had to leave a life of sin? Has anybody ever had to do that before you left your life of sin? Where are you? Anybody? You don't mind waving at me? Left my life of sin. So you leave your life of sin and you pursue Holy Spirit. Here's this great principle in God's word in Jeremiah 29. You will seek me and find me when you search for me with all your heart. Why am I not finding Jesus? Because part of my heart is here and part of my heart is there. Your spirit man is screaming, let's get Holy Spirit involved with all of your heart. When finally you say with your mind, with your will, with your emotion, all I want is Jesus. How do you receive him? You receive him by faith. Back in Acts 19, when Paul laid his hands on him, the Holy Spirit came upon them, and they spoke with tongues and prophesied. Now, a lot of people, you know, when it comes to this particular area, all they want is a sign. You're just going to be miserable. The Holy Spirit doesn't come upon you in order that you can have a sign. And so sometimes what we do is we mess with people. We try to get them to do a sign rather than to be baptized in the Holy Spirit. So we end up with people that are confused. Come on, anyway, my classical Pentecostals hanging around the house right now. We'll get people up and we'll say, we want you to be baptized the Holy Ghost. Now I need you to say hallelujah as fast as you can. So finally you're saying, hallelujah, halla. And you think that you got something. You ain't got nothing but confusion. All right? Does that help somebody? Did that help somebody in the room? Somebody need that right now? Yeah. Holy Spirit is real and he knows how to take place or to take first place in your life. Laying hands on somebody is so powerful. Anybody like that? I know we'll we'll sterilize our hands and all that, but I want you to get this. Laying hands. Has anybody ever had somebody pray for you before? Have you had that? I love laying hands on people. And no, we're not we don't do like we don't do uh you know, adjustments on necks. That's not what I'm saying. I mean, I don't know what your background is. People say, oh, it's, it's Pentecost Sunday. They're going to get all Pentecost on me. No, we'll not. Somebody starts messing with your neck, I'll break into, you know, pastor a disaster and start doing stuff because we're not having that kind of mess here. Okay? We don't. Not twisting anybody's arm, forcing you to do anything, manipulating your emotions. Nope. Nobody was doing any of that on the day of Pentecost. They weren't. They were just seeking God, and Holy Spirit did everything. And, and, and watch this, because people say, well, what is the evidence of the baptism of the Holy Spirit? Yes. I mean, we see several times they spoke in tongues and prophesied. We see that, you know, with Cornelius. We see that. Nobody prayed for them. They just got baptized, and boom, you know. And then we see all these guys from Ephesus and all that happened there. And, 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 and there's more to it than some people think. I mean, yes, that, but, you know, the Bible says, Jesus said, you will receive power when the Holy Spirit comes. Somebody shout power. And you will be my witnesses in Jerusalem. And can I say, linguistics can really matter when you're talking to folk. I told you this earlier. You know, I, I grew up as a Kentucky preacher's boy. 
All right, I grew up in small towns, and then I moved in early ministry. I ended up in inner city of Dayton, Ohio. Folks, that was a wake-up call for me, all right? I couldn't go fishing in the little Miami River, and the kids that I was winning for Jesus and bringing in in our bus ministry, there were some tough boys and girls who had come from a lot of mess and a lot of brokenness in their life, and they needed this guy to be able to speak to them. I needed Holy Spirit in my life. And while I'm at that, sometimes I don't even know how to speak to him. And Holy Spirit, how many know when you don't know what to pray, Holy Spirit can help you know what to pray. Some people just want their super cool evidence. I like 1 Corinthians chapter 12. Anybody likes this? Because what's going on in 1 Corinthians 12 is people got crazy and, and, and Paul is just letting people know gifts of the Spirit are really good. Somebody say, gifts are good. Gifts are good. I mean, it's birthdays, Christmas. I remember one year, a couple years ago, we brought A.B. home to the house, and, and it was after Christmas. Tree was still up, and she walked in. I got a video of it. She walked in, and she said, where did all the presents go? And I said, oh, I don't know, baby, but you know what Pap did? Soon as she went and took a nap, I headed to Walmart. <laughs> By the time she got back, I had more gifts under the tree. She walked down the stairs and looked at the trees. He's, Pablo. So good. I guess it's a video. It's a couple years. You have to look it up on Facebook. But it was so sweet. I want you to know that God wants to give you gifts. But he doesn't want to just give you things that you can't use. He wants to give you what you need. And he also wants to do it because we're all of the same spirit. And he wants to do different things in each one of you. How many know what I'm speaking of right now? It's in the scripture to one that's given through the spirit a message of wisdom, the message of knowledge, and another faith by the same spirit, to another gifts of healing by that same spirit, to another miraculous powers, to another prophecy, to another distinguishing between spirits, to another speaking in different kinds of languages, tongues, and to still another the interpretation of those tongues. And these are the work of the one and same spirit and he gives them to each one just as he determines. Folks, I don't know what all you need, but I know who has everything that we need and whatever kind of prayer. We got folk in this room that know how to lay hands on people and pray for you and, and allow the Holy Spirit to use them as God wants you to, them to be used. The great evidence is that your life will be used to transform this world. People need the Lord. And you need Holy Spirit in order to get people to the Lord. Okay, you ready? Okay. Who would really love Holy Spirit just to fill them today? Anybody want that? Anybody? Come on, jump up to your feet. Come on, jump up to your feet. Anybody want Holy Spirit just to fill you? I got to be finished because food's going to be ready in 30 minutes. So, uh Anybody want Holy Spirit? Say, I want the Holy Spirit. Somebody shout, I want Holy Spirit. Shout it, I want Holy Spirit. Well, just pursue Him right where you are. Pursue Him right where you are. Just pursue Him. Pursue Him right where you are. Welcome Holy Spirit. Say it, welcome Holy Spirit. Welcome Holy Spirit. Welcome Holy Spirit. Some people say, why, do, why is there evidence of the Holy Spirit? I'm going to tell you why. Because Holy Spirit is moving you off the sidelines and onto the battlefield. He's moving you off the sidelines. Moving you to a new place in your life. Welcome, Holy Just say it right where you are. Welcome, Holy Spirit. Welcome, Holy Spirit. Thank you, Holy Spirit. Thank you, Father. There's a few different places that people are right now. Some of you really recognize the warfare that I gave in the illustration of the flesh and the soul and the spirit man. And you're living in that particular place so heavily. You need Holy Spirit. You need him. Say it. Come Holy Spirit. Come Holy Spirit. Come Holy Spirit. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Holy Spirit. 
Jesus. And I want to receive communion, but don't pick it up right now. Just wait, wait. I want to do something else right now. I mean, everything needs to be done in order, and I'll manage this as best that I can, but I need Spirit Life team. I need my Spirit Life team to start coming to the front. My spirit life team. Spread out as far as you can, too. Spread out as far as you can. Just work together, too. Wow, I've got a big spirit life team here today. Praise Jesus. These guys have been trained and they're ready to pray for you. Online, I love you guys. I love my online community. Right where you are, just lift your hand and begin to worship Jesus where you are. Some of you may need to, Cliff, I don't know how you do it, but some of you may need to pray in twos. Now watch, watch this because I want you to be filled with the Holy Spirit. Some people have preconceived notions of what this moment is. Okay? Oh, Vinny. Look, look folks, Spirit Life team. If anybody thinks that you're going to do some of this to my people, I'm after you, okay? But I know you wouldn't do that, okay? We're not here to scream in funny languages in your face. We're here simply to be individuals that can pray for you and allow the work of the Holy Spirit in our life. Maybe a word of wisdom, a word of knowledge, or just to comfort you, or maybe you have some confessions, some things that you need to have in your life. Does that make sense to everyone? Does that make sense? Come, Holy Spirit. So have you received the Holy Spirit since you believed? Where are you at right now in your life? Do you need Holy Spirit to move in your life today? Welcome, Holy Spirit. Welcome, Holy Spirit. Come now. Come now. Lord, forgive us for our false expectations. Forgive us for placing earthly expectations. Jesus, thank you, Father. What we can do by just simply doing the work that the Apostle Paul did, laying our hands, trusting the Lord, and believing that God will baptize your people, that Holy Spirit, you will come in and dwell inside of them. Thank you, Holy Spirit. Thank you, Holy Spirit. Thank you, Jesus. Listen, all of you that are standing with me right now, before we do anything else, we're going to receive communion now. We're just going to receive communion. Take it in your hand. Don't, don't lose this holy place right now. Jesus said, when you get together, I want you to know that I'm there with you. And he gave them bread and the cup, and he said, this bread is my body, which is broken for you. So I want you to give thanks to the Lord. I want you to thank the Lord that he is right here. Say it, Jesus, thank you for being here. Say those words, thank you for being here. And he gave them bread and he said, this bread is my body, which is broken for you. My, bro- my body. And he said, take it. And eat it. Know that I'm with you. And remember me. Receive the bread. Take the cup. I want you to get rid of all your unforgiveness right now. Before you receive the cup. Please. Lord, we forgive those who've hurt us. Abused us. We forgive those who abandoned us. We forgive those those who have tried to hurt us, Lord, you have forgiven us, and so we're not going to drink from this cup in any kind of unworthy way. We thank you for your forgiveness, and after you've forgiven us, how can we not forgive others? We receive this cup. You said this cup is my blood, the blood of the new covenant that's poured out for you, and so, Lord, we remember you. And we receive the cup. Take the cup. Drink it. Spirit Life Team, just leave it right there on the floor behind you. Stay with me. Everybody stay with me. Bow your head. Close your eyes, everyone. Now wave at me if this is true. Wave at me if this is true. 
I need a fresh work of the Holy Spirit in my life. Wave at me if that is true. Wave at me if that is true. Okay. All right. Some, there are some that also need to give their lives to Jesus. He loves you and wants to save you. And so I'm here talking about the Holy Spirit. How can I stop doing this? Jesus died for you and he rose again. Confess Jesus as the Lord. Holy Spirit is drawing you to do that right now. To confess Christ. To give your life completely over to him. And he says, I'll not leave you. I'll never desert you. I'll always be with you. So if you need to give your life to Jesus, just do it right now. Do it. I give my life. Say it. I give you my life, Lord Jesus. I surrender my life to you. And some of you need to confess that. And those of you are going to come up and we're going to pray for you. But some of you lifted your hand and said, I need a fresh work of the Holy Spirit. Wave at me again. Say that. I want whatever your need is. But if you waved at me especially, I want you to, as swiftly as you can, come down and choose somebody to pray with you. Let the Holy Spirit lead you. Just choose somebody to pray with you now. Choose somebody to pray with you. Wow. You're not going to be able to couple up here. Come move right on down through here. Let's worship the Lord as people come for prayer today. Come on, all the way down here. I got lots of folks to my left as well. And stand close. Stand close. Stand close. Stand close. Stand close. Listen. Listen. Come close. Come close. Now, would you do this for me all around the room? Would you do this for me? Do this for me. I want you, and you can turn the music up, turn the music up in the room. I want you, I want you to pray for somebody nearby you, and I want you to agree with someone nearby you that Holy Spirit will come and this church will rise. Would you do that? I want you to pray for one another. Holy Spirit, come. Let this church rise. When you choose to be dismissed, you may. The Lord bless you. The Lord keep you. The Lord make his face shine upon you. The Lord be gracious to you. Give you peace. According to your choice, whenever you choose, you're welcome to be dismissed. We'll meet at Bayville Farms. We're going to pray for some folks for a while here, though. God bless you all. I'll see you at the park.